My name is Michael Ramsdale. I'm the spiritual development officer for Cross Purpose. And <laughs> yeah. It's a joy to be with you. I've been out sick all this last week with that COVID, man. And it has really laid me out. So show me grace today as we dive into the word. I've been just laying in bed all, all week. Um, send you greetings from uh, Jason Jance. Anybody remember him? <laughs> uh, I was uh, speaking with him briefly uh, early this morning. Uh, they're on their way back from from Rome, and uh, he uh, had said he just saw Peter's tomb and um, went to all of these uh, biblical sites. And I told him he'd have to veil his face when he when he came back because of the glory. He said after seeing uh, Peter's tomb and the church that that was in, he has a lot of new design ideas for us at Prov. So uh, he sends his his uh, greetings to all of you. Um, appreciation to all the other elders and the preaching team here uh, as we've journeyed on this uh, series. Um, of these uh, various sections of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and what a wonderful time that we've had and what an honor it is for me to be preaching alongside, uh, you know, the titans of the, of the faith, such as Emmanuel and Josh and, and Hunter. So um, we started last week, uh, Hunter preached on this, on this passage, um, and we see a f similar format uh, with this text uh, as we saw with Jesus talking about giving. Uh, uh, people do this, you, on the other hand, do this. And he says the same thing with prayer. We, we've known, we've discussed how we don't do uh, these things in the faith for people's attention, right? But we, but we do it to increase our relationship with the Lord. And uh, like Hunter, fasting has been a part of my life uh, growing up. My great-grandmother uh, used to have this book. It was written in like 1940-something uh, called Atomic Power with God Through the Fasting Prayer. Uh, by a guy named Franklin Hall. Um, so I grew up kind of with this. I don't know if anybody's familiar with this or not. Probably not. Uh, but this was at the beginning of the atomic age and the atomic bomb. So everything was atomic, everything. Atomic power through fasting and prayer. And we just call it fasting prayer because just not eating food is not the point, right? But it's we don't eat food to commit time in, in prayer. So we look at it as the fasting prayer. And although fasting is not really taught much, uh, we see that Jesus highlights it as a necessity to the Christian life. All that Christ tells us to do in the Sermon on the Mount is in stark contrast and opposition to what our flesh would want us to do. 
in order to live the life of Jesus by the way of Jesus, we must spend time regularly in the fasting prayer. Fasting is the tool. Fasting is the mechanism by which our physical beings are brought into alignment with the will of our Father and is the weapon that destroys the plan of the devil. Amen? We don't like to talk about the devil, but he's real, man. And that, uh, Junior, the fasting prayer uh, destroys the plan of the devil uh, at work in the world. Uh, I, I want to just look briefly uh, ahead of where our text is to kind of right before uh, we get this beautiful sermon and the start of Jesus's ministry, we find, as Hunter said last week, that that Jesus spent 40 days in fasting and prayer in the wilderness. If you would just flip back to Matthew 4, we're going to look at verses 1 through 11 in particular today. It says, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, and there he was tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. You can count on the Bible to really just give it a plain description for us. After all that, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But Christ answered him and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, He'll give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory and said to him, all these things I give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, that's Josh's favorite word in the Bible we find out. Behold, angels came and ministered to him. Lord, we gather around your word this morning and we, we ask God that you would speak life into us today. Lord, I open my soul to you today, and I ask you, God, to, to lay therein the wounds of my soul. Bring healing, Lord, that your word might go forth to heal the hearts and minds of your people and to give us strength. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. See, our bodies and our emotions are very good at getting their way, and when we are able to be in control of our body, we're able to bring our lives in line with the will of God. See, I, I use the fasting prayer to bring my life in line with God's will. Sometimes we will fast to try to manipulate God or to shape his hand to our will, but, but the, the power, the atomic power with fasting prayer is that we are fasting and praying that we might come in line with God's will and not God coming in line with our will. 
See, the way of Jesus tells me to keep my thoughts, my intentions pure. The way of Jesus tells me to live a life doing what I said I would do. It tells me to love my enemies. It tells me to give out of a grateful heart for what God has done. It tells me to pray for God's will to be done in my life. And it tells me to be disciplined in all of my ways. None of these things, Sister Sherry, are what my flesh want to do. None of them. Not a one. And the temptation Satan brings to Christ our Lord as he is fasting and praying is the temptation to just give your body what it is that it wants. You've done all of this, Jesus. You've spent all this time, uh, 40 days. That's amazing. 40 nights, amazing You have nothing else to prove. Now, just give your body whatever it wants. You're out here. You're the son of God. Because you're the son of God, I know that you can take these stones and turn them into bread and and, and sustain yourself. Just give your body what it's asking for. And is that not the cry of popular culture today? Do what feels good. Be happy. Just be happy. Oh, if life were that easy. I haven't been happy in probably 20 years. (laughs) Just be happy. (laughs) But Jesus, through the grace of the Father, is able to share with us that just giving our body whatever it wants, whatever it desires, is not the way. He says it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Jesus way says the Christian life is not about giving the body what it wants because the body wants everything. The Christian life is living by what comes out of the mouth of God. Fasting brings our body into alignment with that truth. I was fasting one time back in Wisconsin, and uh, the church I was pastoring, we had a big problem with the heating system, this old boiler system, and we had to relocate service like three weeks in a row because we'd come in and it would be like 12 degrees in the sanctuary. We we had like a run of like Wisconsin cold. Like I'm talking the average daily temperature was minus 25, okay? You know, and we're coming to church, baby, you know? But, but not that sanctuary because, you know, it, there's icicles hanging off everything. So, and we didn't know what to do and nobody wanted to work on it. So I'm like, I got to go on a fast. God, I need, I need you to do something, right? And wouldn't you know, one thing, one thing I'll tell you about me is, is uh, pizza and potato chips are my favorite food. If I, if I just, just up to my own devices, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, beloved, pizza, and our, one of my favorite pizza places in town was a place called Primetime Pizza. And I, in the middle of this fast, and I show up to work, and uh, the president of the company says, you know, everybody's been doing such a great job. <laughs> I'm going to Primetime Pizza for everyone. 
I said, the devil is a liar. And I had to go out and take a walk, you know. People, why aren't you eating? We know this is your favorite food. Well, Jesus told me not to really talk about it. So, you know, just get away from me, you know. My best friend the next night uh, came back with some Maggiano's. Uh, you know that place, a little Italian chain, and that fried mozzarella, that fried mozzarella. Oh, my God. He goes, I brought this for you. I know that you love it. Get behind me, Satan. I can't believe it. Every first Wednesday of every month at the church, we had this thing we called family night, and it was just everybody getting together, much, much like family gathering is at Cross Purpose. And what do we have? Pizza. And I said, I have got to, I have got to discipline myself because what I want, friend, is to have eaten pizza all that time. And what difference would it have made, you know? But see, God was trying to develop something in my life. The body is more than pizza. My body tells me it's not. But Jesus says it is, and we've got to discipline our life to be in line with the will of God. Because Christ tells us later on in chapter 6, no one can serve two masters. You're going to hate the one and love the other. You'll be loyal to the one and despise the others. You can't serve both God and man. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? See, when we discipline our bodies with fasting, we're making the choice to serve God and walk the way of Jesus instead of serving the desires of our bodies. The life that fasts can say that life is more than food. The life that fasts can give without wanting attention. The life that fasts can pray, your kingdom done, your will be done. The life that fasts can stand before her darkest moment and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. All of the greatness that we have studied the last six weeks of of only just a few verses of the Sermon on the Mount is only here because Jesus chose to fast for 40 days. He fasted to bring his life in line with God's will. And then we have the beautiful sermon and ministry that follows leading to salvation because Jesus fasted. We only know this because he told his disciples. Every other account of Jesus we find came from witness testimony. This is the only thing that was not witnessed, but Christ chose to share it. Said in my time alone, as he started his ministry, I can just see him sharing with the disciples saying, you know, but before I started this work, before I called you to follow me, I spent time with the fasting prayer. And look at what has happened. Jesus could live the way of the Father because he says, I do not speak on my own accord, but only what the Father says. He could do that because he fasted. His response to every temptation in our text here comes from the book of Deuteronomy. Here, uh, where he's quoting Moses, he's recalling how God led the Israelites into the desert for 40 years 
to humble them and test them in order to know what was in their heart, whether or not they would keep God's commandments. Jesus, 40 days in the wilderness, being tempted to just give his body what he wants. Do, do it the only do it the way that seems right to you. But he recalls a time when God's people were being tested for 40 years, whether or not they would obey God or obey their own way. And Jesus brings himself into alignment with the children of Israel in that moment with his 40 days that he might be tested to prove whether he would do it the way he knew he could do it or whether he would do it the Father's way. See, the fasting prayer brings us in line with the will of God, and it allows us to hear and to see God's direction. When we combine fasting with prayer regularly, we're more clearly able to see the will of God for our lives. This is why a life of giving, praying, and fasting, as illustrated in the Sermon on the Mount, leads to a victorious life for us as believers. Amen. Jesus had a powerful three years of ministry that was responsible for us being able to have eternal salvation because he could clearly see and hear the guiding plan of God because our Lord fasted. Amen. When... Uh, the church I grew up in, we were just called the Beloit Church of God, man. There was probably 15 of us, and we had opportunity to buy uh, this church building that could sit like 300 people. And I remember the elders were like, this is excess. We don't need this. This is ridiculous. Uh, just because it's available doesn't mean we should take it. We've been 30 years as the Beloit Church of God and still have room in the seats. There's no need for all of this. And I remember our pastor called the church to a fast. And through that fast, the elders who were skeptical of it, didn't want to do it, they began to hear from the Lord and said, this is the way that we should go. We ended up getting that property. And then the roof needed to be replaced. And we thought, great, <laughs> Lord blesses us with this. And then the roof at the time was probably like $30,000, which might, might have been a million dollars. You should have just said it was $10 billion because there was no way. There was no way. We fasted and prayed. And those funds then came together for that. And then we saw a church go from 15 people to over 200 people going into a building that we didn't think we could ever have, then facing problems that we never thought we could fix and face, and, and, and finding the blessing of God. Why? Because through a fasting prayer, we brought ourselves in line with the will of God and then allowed God to work. Where we had, had, uh, uh, had to stop working and allow God to move. Amen. That's where the fasting prayer came in. It brings us into a line with God's will. We hear and see God's direction, and we break the uh, power of Satan. He says, all these things I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. And he says, away with you, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve then the devil left him. When we fast and pray and commit ourselves to the way of the Father, the devil has no power, friend. Amen. Praise God. 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The fasting prayer allows the divine will of God to work in our physical, real moment. When we fast and pray, we begin to know the difference between when our flesh is speaking to us and when God is speaking to us. We then, like Christ, have the ability to say to the devil, away with you, and the devil will leave. Anybody have a bad day, a bad week, a bad life? The fasting prayer can, can allow us to stand in the faces of these struggles, Matt, and say, away from me. I know I've been struggling with this issue for so long, but I've spent time in fasting and prayer, and now I have the strength and the ability to say to that mountain, move, be gone, be cast in the sea, because the power of the fasting prayer looses the power of the Holy Spirit to cause the devil to flee from us. I spent some time in Ghana uh, on a trip out, out there uh, with our churches out there. And one of the churches uh, that I was preaching revival in, there was a witch coven uh, that operated in the jungle. And before service every day, they would circle the church uh, in all their regalia. And they would do their curses, make sacrifices, all this stuff against us. And uh, I'll tell you what, it scared the mess out of me first time I saw it, man. I'd never seen anything like it, you know. I'm used to some parishioners, like, giving me the stink eye or whatever when I come up to the pulpit. But, but then to have a whole coven of witches circle you as you're getting ready to preach the word and, uh, and, and rebuke you and blaspheme you and, and uh, pray for Satan to destroy you. That's a whole nother level, baby. And... Uh, we fasted and prayed. We fasted and prayed. And we saw even some of those witches during this revival come in and come to the altar and be delivered and healed and set free from evil spirits because of the fasting prayer. Where in my flesh I would be afraid and want to run away, the fasting prayer, friend, gives me power to look at the darkness right in the eye and say, I will fear no evil for you are with me. When I first took over the church I had in Beloit, I was there for over 10 years. It was a church that experienced a church split. They had had maybe two splits. Uh... It was a mess. People people would rather uh, go into the UFC ring than into the prayer circle, you know? And I got there, and we went on a 40-day fast. We went on a 40-day fast. And we saw a church that I took over that had 20-some people go to a church of over 150 people, uh, uh, a church that uh, only had special Sundays for, for its parishioners to celebrate to a church that opened its doors to the community and, and, and ministered and witnessed to thousands of people and, and helped people. People were coming up, my other church pastor friends were like, how are you guys doing all this? I had a pastor friend of mine, he had a congregation of 300 people. He's like, dude, I can't get these people to do this. You got, you got 100 people and you guys are just like kicking the 
devil's teeth in, man, is because of the fasting prayer. The fasting prayer brings us in alignment with God's will. It allows us to hear his voice. It, 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 it blocks the plans of the devil, and it brings healing and blessing. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the devil left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. When we spend time in fasting prayer, we find that God brings healing to us in the most wounded areas of our lives. Fasting prayer brings us reconciliation with the things that have been tormenting us. Jesus knew his entire human life that he needed to go to the cross. And it was the one thing he did not want to do. He knew the whole time the cross was where he needed to go. And it is the one thing that we hear him before he does it say, God, if there's some other way, please let it be. I do not want to do this. But because Christ fasted, he was able to stay, say, still, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was tired, alone, and hungry, but because he disciplined himself to be brought into alignment with the will of God, he found that in his most broken, in his most hungry, in his most uh, uh, place of dire need, there were angels there to minister to him. Following the way of Jesus is both the easiest thing to do and the hardest thing to do. Following the Jesus way for me personally has meant the loss of friends, the loss of family, the loss of relationships, the loss of money, the loss of surety. But I tell you, there is nothing sweeter than having the creator of the world come to you in the form of the comforter in my greatest time of need and bring ministry and healing to my heart and my soul. God is your refuge and your strength, a very present help in times of trouble. God is the God that heals you. When you fast and pray, there might be struggle, there might be difficulty, there might be uncomfortability. But the book of Zephaniah says, the Lord your God will be in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. And he will rejoice over you with singing. Friends, in our deepest hurt, in our moment of despair, when all friends and family have gone away, when people are looking at you strange, when, when you doing the work of God has left you penniless and hopeless, the fasting prayer allows a table to be prepared before you in the presence of even your enemies. And the Holy Spirit of God will find you and minister to you in a way that is so sweet, that is so precious, that makes it laughable to think that going without a meal was a hard thing to do. Behold, 
angels came and ministered to him. Oh, I fasted and prayed. I don't know what to do. There, there was times in our family we didn't, there was no food on the table, no money in the bank. The lights were off, the water was off, and my mother would, would write uh, uh, in soap on the, on, the, on the window, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And the fasting prayer, beloved, saw us in those moments of greatest need because we fasted and prayed. The check was there. The food was there. The job opportunity was there. Freedom was there. Freedom of addiction, freedom of uh, oppression. When we fast and pray, we have victory because we are placing ourselves in the will of God. Having victory means that we've had a battle, but God heals us and brings us blessing. I fast and pray to bring myself into alignment with God's will. My mentor told me the knowledge of God's will is the bedrock of faith. Knowing God's will by fasting and prayer is where my faith comes in. Does Peter get out of the boat if he hadn't first heard Jesus say come? Fasting conquers the flesh so that I can know that what I am doing, I'm doing in the name of the Lord. God's will is an unstoppable force. So when I put myself in the flow of the unstoppable force through a fasting prayer, that is God's will through fasting and prayer, then I become unstoppable. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We today are heirs in the inheritance of God because Christ submitted his body to the will of God through fasting and prayer. No one knew Jesus of Nazareth, but because he put himself in the unstoppable will of God, he finds himself on a mountaintop soon after. Multitudes having surrounded this man that people say, what good could come out of his city? And we see him looking out on the crowd, people pressing in to hear him and to be near him. And in the middle of his sermon, tells us when you fast to your father who is in the secret place, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. A man who was alone in the wilderness with the wild animals who no one knew because of a fasting prayer found himself in front of the multitudes and can say, when I fast, the Father rewards. Christ invites us today to follow the Jesus way because that is where God is and that is where your blessing is. He invites us today by the sacrament to be one with him just as he was one with the Father. And he says, take, eat, this is my body. Take, drink, this is my blood. All of it put into motion by the fasting prayer. Whatever you're dealing with in life right now, every head bowed, every eye closed, whatever it is you're dealing with in life right now, 
I pray. I pray that God would loose the shackles that are binding you. I pray that God would deliver you from the hurt. I pray that God would redeem the time for you. I pray that the Holy Spirit in your secret place would meet you and minister to you just like the angels ministered to Christ our Lord. And I challenge you to do something maybe you've never done before and spend some time in fasting prayer. And I promise you, the things that God has in store for you are greater than you've ever imagined.